Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. And that I will well and faithfully discharge. The duties of the office on which I'm about to enter. The duties of the office on which I am about to enter. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Getty. Live from Studio C. The senior. You know what it is? Dimly lit room. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And hey, everybody, on Tuesday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Amy Coney Barrett, Supreme Court Justice. Well, I tell you what, I couldn't swing a dead something or other without running into a mainstream media story talking about how an incredibly capable and brilliant woman has ascended to the... Oh, that's right, they're, they're, nobody's taking that angle at all. And what are you going to do? That it! Crank up the music here, Michael. Ah, huh, it's a party. It's an intermission party. What are you going to do, he asks. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to offer an alternative for the next four hours. If you don't get all four hours, God help you. Or get the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. You're early. Let's try it again. It's National Beer Day. So I brought in a 30-pack of Coors Light I'm going to try to polish off during the four hours. National Beer Day? Yeah. I know how you like the national days. <sighs> how does that work? There's a website you go to? Yeah, you pay a few bucks. <laughs> and you it's can ridiculous. get it named National Whatever You're Into Day, which is kind of funny. If Congress certifies it, then it's a day. And then if you send it to a media outlet, like a TV station or a radio station, they will mention it on the air because they're stupid and they don't know. <laughs> Well, <laughs> then all you have to do is send some money to a website. And their audience is stupid, too. <laughs> it's National Blue Jeans Day. Or whatever. Now video of a little cat. <laughs> We're a week away from the presidential election. So apparently there is a God. <laughs> yeah, it will thinking, be over soonish. I was thinking about that driving in. I just... The, the, you know, the uh, the obsession we were talking last week about how uh, sports ratings are down so much. Lowest rated NBA finals ever. Lowest rated U.S. Open golf tournament ever. Lowest rated Stanley Cup finals ever. And we're working on the lowest rated World Series ever. Cable news channels through the roof. Mm. And how um, over the years we've talked about this growing, growing fascination and uh, everything like that with uh, politics in general. And specifically the president of the United States who is just... A person leading one branch of government. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, uh, and Which was designed by our founders to have a minor, minor role in our lives. But do you think there's any chance, I'm just talking culturally here, is there any chance like the bubble bursts after this because it was so huge with Trump and the buildup and the resistance and everything like that, the bubble bursts and we just go back to not being as interested? Because these phenomenons happen. We've, we've talked about this, you know, we always use the example of... Who's the heavyweight champion of the world was a big deal when I was a kid. 
Nothing was bigger than a heavyweight fight. Now, I have no idea, and I'd have to explain to my kids what the event even was. Right. Um, uh, who Wants to Be a Millionaire was on every single night for a while. The American Idol used to get 40 million people tuning in. I mean, things come and go. Mm-hmm. Is there any chance that this is like, this bubble is going to burst of enthusiasm for who the freaking president is? Um, and, and we'll go back to some sort of normalcy. I, the, I really, really hope so. I wish, I wish it could. My only, well, I think the main problem with that happening is that those who would concentrate power in their own hands are served by concentrating as much power as they can in the executive. And so there are very, very powerful forces and tremendous amounts of money at stake in concentrating power in the executive. And that's why the system's so carefully designed to not let it happen, to deny him that power, or her, theoretically. Um, but they've gotten better and better and better. This is, this is the Joe Getty uh, unifying theory of democracies. They last until the people who would game them get good enough at their jobs to tear them down. Yeah, I suppose one of the problems would be, would the bubble burst into apathy then? Which would be, I suppose, worse than this. If people are just like, they just don't care. They don't believe anything. Nothing matters. And what right. if it did? And just meanwhile, that power remains concentrated. Well, I was yeah, talking you'd about. You'd still be paying as much taxes and much would be getting spent and everything like that. I don't know. I just, yeah. We're, I, in, we're in an unhealthy place as a, as a, as a family, an American family. We're in yeah, an unhealthy well, place. And, there are a lot of us who've dreamed of the day when Americans would be really into. Uh, politics governance more than, you know, electoral politics, which are phony and full of lies and the rest of it and passion and money and the rest. But I've always dreamed of when people would be paying attention to their government, but now they're paying attention to it completely wrongly. <laughs> and it's just and the monkey's paw curls a finger <laughs> <laughs> and well, and, and the policies that are super popular among the unwashed and, and uneducated masses are terrible ideas. So maybe we were better off before. I but, don't know. But we played that thing from Saturday Night Live. We, we should play it again. You know, if we took a break early, we could jam it in. Uh, it's like 30 seconds long before mailbag. About the, what am I going to do after the election? Yeah. My entire indent- identity is hating Trump. You know, that right. is a lot of people's identity. And, oh, yeah. And, to look uh, at their social media uh, self-descriptors, their profile. Or maybe loving Trump. Just I wonder, If that goes away, I wonder if we can just like bring it back down to some sort of level of normal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I see what you're driving at. I think... That, like, last 15% that's the really ugly, impassioned uh, percentage of people's interest, I think that calms down, yeah. I hope. Although, (laughs) the uh, Trump fans would argue, look what that got us. You know, two traditional politicians, one on each side, you know, Hammond and Hahn and blah, blah, blah. All right. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad, and then we'll get to some other stuff later. You know, there's 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 plenty of other news to talk about. There's a uh, board operator Michelangelo on National Beer Day. Don't drink any of my thirty pack. I want them all. There's a uh, Michelangelo. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. I'm I'm fascinated. CNN just said sixty five million people have already voted. It's now sixty five million. It was 50, like fifty when we came to work yesterday. Yeah. Wow. See, that's why I'm wondering how many people have already voted by the time next week comes along. Will election night be just sort of a minor detail because well, 150 yeah. people have already? Yeah. Well, we're appro- we're approaching half of the total from last time, and it was an unbelievable turnout. So. Uh yeah, well it's it's no longer election day and we got to quit calling it that. It's the, uh-huh. the election deadline or something. Yeah, Although I, there are some states that are trying to eliminate that as a deadline. Just whenever your vote wanders in, it ought to be counted. And the uh, <clears throat> the Supreme Court's ruled on that. Yes, Supreme Court ruled on that yesterday. Said uh no, 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 no. It's an interesting discussion we have to have about the court's rule in elections and 
how misreported it is, like everything else. They ruled that you can't uh, collect votes the day after? Uh, it was a ruling in Wisconsin about uh, the, the deadline, and the Democrats wanted to extend the deadline or have no deadline. I can't remember. Well, there are a couple of states, I think, where you can up to three days afterwards, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Or did they rule against that yesterday? 50 or different sets of rules. Yeah, which is just handy. Mm. Fantastic. The states get the power to run elections. Well, it's never really mattered any of this stuff before. Not I much. Think, I think is the reason. Nope. Because it's not good. The The fact that they've, they've decided in two states, uh, well, one state, Pennsylvania, and they're talking about it in Texas. They've already decided in Pennsylvania that signatures don't matter anymore. So mail-in balloting has always been, you know, you toss out a lot of votes because the signatures don't match. Well, they've decided to do, a day with, do away with the signature matching. That's right. Why? Well, there are activists even now at every single apartment complex in Philadelphia gathering up ballots. But was it a bad idea before, or is it only a bad idea now? Fraud. Yeah, well, the, as long as we're into it, the, the soups, the conservative soups, are saying, look, it's not the role of courts to rewrite election law, especially not this close to an election. The legislature, that's who writes it. That's what the Constitution says. It's not us. Quit coming to the courts and saying, but the COVID, the COVID. Go to your legislature. It's their call. Is that the voice they're using? Yes, because they're sick of it. No, the other one. The COVID. Yes. That voice. The whiny voice. Yes. (laughs) That's a good one. You got to change the law. (laughs) And your Elena Kagans, who think the the judiciary is a super legislature, they just say, let's see, what is the result I want? We'll rewrite these laws. The COVID. Boo. The COVID. Two things I've picked up just recently in my house when when my kids want something. My youngest son tilts his head when he really wants something. Yes. I don't know where he got that. Like, from that learned behavior or from TV or from deep in his brain. Yeah. Tilts his head. And my oldest son, which I'd never noticed this before, my wife pointed out the other day, he'll walk up to me and he bends his knees to make himself shorter. And he walks up really close and he looks up to me. Makes him look more like a little kid. How about that, Sean? <laughs> bend the knee. Will you bend the knee? So he gets shorter to look more like a little kid. Can I please play video games? <laughs> Straight out of Game of Thrones. Will you Will you submit to the power of the crown? I wonder if there's things I do that I don't even know, like tells like that when I'm really wanting oh, something. Oh, guaranteed. It's part of being human. <laughs> oh, no. Can I have a raise, please? Make myself shorter and tilt my head. <laughs> There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well, but uh, I, I just want to go on the record that I believe we are going to uh, be entering what what I will uh, I will simply call the least humorous week of all time. The oh. least humorous week of all time. Oh. I, I think there's going to be so much of, oh, so you think blank is funny, do you? Right? That, that uh. sort of rhetoric. I think he's going to get turned up to a 12. <laughs> oh, and, Lordy. Uh, well, it, we're here to fight it. Yeah. Oh, so, geez. So that, that's all I got. I think this is we, this is going to be the least humorous week in the end. I don't know. There are probably some bad times in the plague when not a lot of people are laughing. So I'll just say, of my lifetime, I believe we are entering the least funniest week of my lifetime. The week Rome fell somewhere around 400 AD, that probably wasn't yeah. a, a yeah. funny yeah. Well, you had barbarians, you know, chopping people but up. But it's going to be up there. You're right, Sean. Least humorous week. <laughs> Well, this this is the week where we shine, then. By oh, golly, gosh. If, how many people can I offend this week? Now I'm excited. I'm Jack Armstrong. <laughs> He's Joe Getty on How Did It Get to Be Tuesday, October 27th, the year 2020, where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's commence the agitating, precisely according to FCC rules and regulations, at Mark. As well, it's just, you know, look, when he misses them, nobody, whoops, excuse me, now I got something in my eye. Um, 
Just had some Tabasco on my finger and it went in my eye. That wasn't good. Oh, never good. It's terrible. Jeez. I'm sorry. What the heck was that? That was the, the defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys, who are terrible uh, for this, this season, to everyone's surprise, uh, putting uh, Tabasco in his eyeball as he was trying to do a press conference. I think he was ducking the tough questions. Well, he, <laughs> he washed out his eye and came back. Oh, okay. Like a man. So much for my theory. Just grit your teeth through it. Uh, how's mailbag look? It's fine. It's enormous. I I, I got to get a handle on it. Oh, my gosh. It's just sprawling. Yeah. Plus, mm-hmm. we're going to play that uh, funny, funny remember, uh, bit. Remember, nobody's got a sense of humor. So, uh, <laughs> this is a very my serious, time. This is a very serious oh, week. yes. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm worried. I'm worried, too. Because if Donald Trump isn't president, then what are we going to talk about? Like, what will our conversations even be? Because the only thing I've talked about for four years is Donald Trump. Every single day I tell someone, can you believe what Trump just said? My entire personality is hating Donald Trump. If he's gone, what am I supposed to do? Focus on my kids again? No thanks. I argue with my dad every day about Trump. Before this, we hadn't spoken in years. I used to watch civil rights videos and wonder what it would be like to live in those times. Now, thanks to Trump, I get it. What is the news even going to be about now? I am really worried for Rachel Maddow. Like, what is she even going to talk about? Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I seriously think that is happening as a country, and I'm hoping it's for the good. We decide, yeah, let's... Uh, Let's watch a baseball game now and then or talk about something else. I liked your analysis about various shows and sports and fads that have come and gone. It, it, this seems like it can't be that, but come on. I, I'm forgetting how shallow the American people are. They'll just find something new to amuse them, I think. I mean, nobody's going to get stirred up over Marco Rubio versus, I mean, Joe Biden, I think, is going to be dead before long. So it's going to be Kamala Harris, and people will get stirred over that. But you know what I'm saying, a moderate, reasonable Democrat versus a moderate, reasonable Republican. Nobody's going to spend their entire life, their entire identity on Twitter railing against Marco Rubio, just as a for instance. Right. Mailbag. Here's a freedom-hating quote of the day from uh, Patrick in Sutter Creek. Oh, I just noticed his sign-off. And we'll get to that in a second. I thought I'd send in anti-democratic quotes, he writes, until the election, because let's be honest, the best thing about democracy is that everyone gets a say. And the worst thing about democracy is that everyone gets a say. <laughs> to yeah. summarize Socrates' contention, he said we ought to think of the state like a ship. These are the words of the ancient Socrates. You ideally want to decide who is in charge of the vessel. Just anyone or people educated in the rules and demands of seafaring? Why then should any of us, without any regard to level of skill, experience, or education, be allowed to select the rulers of a country? That's Socrates' argument against democracy. Yeah. And I would remind you that in the Constitution, originally, uh, the legislatures uh, elected the Senate. Um, and then the, uh, the senators played a bigger role in presidential elections, and blah, blah, blah. But that is why we aren't a democracy and are a republic. Yeah. At least there's, in theory, one level removed in between. 
democracy is another word, another term for mob rule. Um, and and there's a ru- there's a role for democracy in a republic, but it is not. It's it's treated like a religious, uh, um, like totem. The word democracy. Stop it. Uh, let's see. Moving along. Ah, uh, in another freedom-loving quote of the day about power from Drew the Millennial I liked. It's from Alexander Solzhenitsyn in Gulag, uh, Gulag Archipelago. Power is a poison well known for thousands of years. To a human who has some faith in a force which holds dominion over all of us and is therefore conscious of his own limitations, power is not necessarily fatal. For those, who ever, for those, however, who are unaware of any higher sphere, it is a deadly poison. Hmm. For them, there is no antidote. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, and Drew says, godless sociopaths who are unaware of their own limitations is a pretty solid description of most politicians and despots. Uh, yeah, well said, Drew the Millennial. Uh, not one but two mentions of geckos in Mailbag today. Claudia in beautiful Edmonds, Washington, is uh, pleased that you have a gecko and didn't hear whether Gecky returned safely yes. to the household. Found him behind the bookcase. Yeah, Gecky is fine. Jack is now lizard guy. Uh, she also points out that indeed the murder nice hornets... tattoos, by the way. Thank you. The uh, murder hornets were captured in western Washington, not eastern, as I'd said. I apologize for the grievous error mm. and uh, had assumed uh, incorrectly that they're out in uh, apple country. Anyway. Uh, moving along, good morning, guys. I have a gecko named Cricket Licker that's picked the last two presidents correctly. <laughs> I put a dead cricket on a piece of paper with the names of each candidate. The cricket he's first is the winner. He picked Obama and Trump in the last two elections. I did it again, and guess what? He picked Trump. I'll be darned. So, so Cricket Licker <laughs> has picked the next president. As good as some of the polls. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I, Amy Coney Barrett, do solemnly swear that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States. That I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States. As long as it helps against Trump. all enemies, foreign <laughs> and domestic. As long as it helps all Trump. enemies, foreign and domestic. That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. That I take this obligation freely. That I take this obligation freely. Okay, that's good. Give the oath to a 14-year-old girl. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, So that was Clarence Thomas, who never talks, so you don't know what he sounds like. Supreme Court Justice swearing in Amy Coney Barrett. (laughs) He never talks. He talks in life. Who sounds like a child, and she's a grown-up. And she's Um, brilliant. And she said out of the side of her mouth during the oath, as long as it helps Trump. I I heard that in the recording. That that was quite something. After every barely make it out. (laughs) Why? Is there a reason why they do the repeat after me, and she can't just stand up there and like read the things after it? I don't know. I, yeah, just read it from a page. I don't. I don't know. That's, that's memorize weird. it or what? Yeah, it's I, kind of a nice tradition, I guess. Yeah. But remember, when I that, always get I, I I get so stressed listening to somebody do an oath like that, or or at Michael's wedding, the whole repeating of the vows, whatever. Because I'm afraid somebody's going to like space off or something. They're, they're distracted. <laughs> what was the thing in the middle? Yeah. What What was that about the Constitution? Right. Because I I do I do trust me I do blah, I just blah, blah. I lost it there for a second. <laughs> Oh, so so nervous at my own marriage that I'd do that. Wow. What the hell does it matter? It doesn't matter. 
Um, so anyway, anyway she, where were we? Ah, yes, she, her overlord Trump. She is, <laughs> she is a Supreme Court justice now. Donald Trump, in one term, got three of nine justices on the court. A pretty big deal, and they're all on the younger end. I mean, she could be a justice. She's forty something, right? Yeah, she could be a justice if she lives to be uh, RBG age. She's going to be justice the rest of my life. Sure, Um, entirely possible. uh, So that's a pretty big deal. May the Lord protect her health. The um, you know, can I get back to the Trump overlord thing for a second? The notion, and this is the sort of thing you will not hear anywhere but here, for better or worse. The notion that a brilliant legal scholar, I mean, the very top level, uh, like ACB or any of them, the the, the, the uh, liberals on the court, these people who've distinguished themselves at the highest levels of law and, and hobnob and rub elbows and trade ideas and opinions with other people at the highest level, the idea that they would get support, they would get uh, appointed to the most powerful court in the history of the globe but would kowtow to some politician who happened to appoint them five years ago. That's just hilarious to me. But, you know, I used to be, like all kids, worshipful of the president. Oh, the presidents, look at them on the wall of the classrooms. It's whatever politician got the most support and money behind him, and he got ended up with the office. Some have been great. Some have been okay. Some of them have been pieces of crap. <laughs> But the idea that some of the most brilliant scholars in the world will say, oh, that's right. It was, you know, Joe Biden who appointed me. So, yeah, I got to do his bidding, even though it'll humiliate me in front of my peers. Human beings don't do that. So she's a Supreme Court justice now. And um, uh, Schumer, the leader of the Senate for the Democrats, said it was the darkest day in the history of the Senate. Which is a heck of a thing. I think hyperbole has now reached the apex of the pendulum. Not when Charles it can't possibly go further. Not when Charles Sumner was nearly beat to death for calling out slave owners there on the Senate floor. That wasn't no. the darkest day in the history no, of the Senate. It's this one because the president followed the Constitution, and so did the Senate. Anyway. Darkest day ever. Chuck Schumer has now become a parody of himself. Yeah, he he understands the times we're in. I'm hoping the times are about to crest, and we're going to go back to something else. Uh, I hope. Well, I mean, if somebody on, quote-unquote, my side were to say something like that, I would guffaw. And I'm hoping Democrats are guffawing. Uh, A couple of stories you should be aware of. One, uh, we wiped out seven al-Qaeda leaders in Syria with a big drone strike last (laughs) night. So we're still doing that sort of thing. Yep. I'm sure they were out there in their Jeeps planning something and uh, didn't hear a thing. (laughs) All of a sudden, they don't exist anymore. I have complex feelings on drone strikes. Yeah, oh yeah, everybody does. Yeah. Everybody does. And uh, Democrats had uh, problems with them when Bush did them, and uh, Obama did way more than Bush ever even considered doing. And so, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. And if other countries were able to go around the world just wiping people out like that wherever they want, the the you know we 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 might have a problem with it. But as long as it's us, I'm okay. Uh, and this happened in Philadelphia last night. You got another one of those shootings. A guy got shot by the cops. Details, uh, the details are always, you know, hard to figure out. The This version of it is um, he refused to put down a knife, and they shot this 27-year-old. That's not what other versions of it No, are. no, he, uh, he uh, approached the cops with the knife. They told him to put down the knife. Then he started to approach aggressively, and they shot him. Is there a video? Uh, I heard, I think I heard there was a video. I haven't seen it. Not that I have seen yet. Anyway. Uh, that happened in Philadelphia yesterday afternoon, and then last night there was rioting. 30 Philadelphia cops injured during the riots. 
33 many, arrests. Many stores emptied because yeah. the way to get justice is yeah. to get free consumer goods. Oh, boy, which fits in with an insurance thing I was going to talk about later. But um, So we got another one of those, and, then, and, and what has happened in the past is this spreads to other cities. Uh, are there, is there going to be rioting in you know whatever city you're in tonight because of the shooting in Philadelphia? I don't know. Uh, I suppose if there is a, a clear-cut video that makes the rounds that can whip people up, it will. So we'll have more on that. As Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was uh, listening to a historian talk this morning. Well, partly yesterday, partly this morning about um, how a little more in the mechanics about how radicals exploit crises and how they f- intentionally fuel them and and crank them up and drive the system to a breaking point and then they offer the solution that they've had in mind the entire time but they know nobody will ask them for a solution unless the crisis gets to a certain level and so we're seeing a lot of that right now uh, and and socialism is a great example of that you just you you try to break the system and then everybody is looking around at the rubble and or the burning buildings or the uh, the poor widow starving in the street and says well they're offering a solution let's take theirs um, uh, so mentioned, you mentioned the rioting last night included smashing windows and taking stuff out of stores, which has become a popular thing all across the country. Yeah. Including in one example, they emptied the dollar store. You got to set your sights higher than that. I mean, for God's sake, you go in there with $8, you fill your cart with <laughs> loot somewhere worth looting. People enjoy your Chinese plastic crap. I right. hope you got a whole bunch of it. Look at that. Some plastic spoons. So next picnic we have, we're in tall clover. I start this next little uh, segment with the caveat that I don't have any idea what I'm talking about. This is all speculation. Fair enough. This is not news coverage. All right. This is just speculation. Fair enough. So I got my homeowner's insurance dropped. I got a letter the other day said we're canceling your homeowner's insurance. Now, there is a belief. Lack of payment. Well, I hadn't paid in years. So, <laughs> no, uh, there is a, well, the, the reason I was given was, as I've mentioned on the air, we had a black mold problem that was discovered, and then I made a claim. First claim I've made on any homeowner's insurance I've ever had in my entire life. Ah, so. And I got a letter saying you've got too many claims, which apparently <laughs> one is the number you're not allowed to have. Oh, boy. I got my homeowner's insurance dropped. But there is a belief out there in the world that they're looking for a reason to get rid of anybody who even comes close to living in any fire country. Yes. Added to that, I have a friend who owns a number of stores. He made a claim on one of his stores because some people broke in and smashed up the ATM, and it was very expensive, and so he made a claim, and they dropped him. He had the same response I had with, if you'd have told me that I was going to lose my insurance for making a claim, I'd have just paid for it. I told the insurance company, I said, why don't you just tell me? It would have been cheaper for me to just fix this myself than to start over and now go get a way more expensive insurance, uh, homeowner's insurance. But if that's the case, they've just been stealing from you the entire time. Well, that's the way insurance often works. You know, uh, you have it until the first time you use it, and then they jack it up to either cover what you've spent or you get dropped. But anyway, do you at least get to punch somebody. And I mean, his, you ought to get some satisfaction in this. Where is the money I've been sending you? Uh, well, you could say that about all kinds of things: social security, insurance, a variety of things. But um, uh, social security can't drop me if I get old. <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually my plan. 
to get old. Whether uh, I like it or not. Um, on the businesses, his belief, again, and again, with the caveat of don't actually know what I'm talking about. This is just a, a speculation, but I think relatively... It's the voice of the common man. Relatively well-founded speculation that uh, they're looking to drop anybody anywhere in a fire area. And any excuse that they can come up with, oh, awesome, we can get rid of them. Exactly. And uh, his was, uh, he he believes that there have been so many businesses similar to his uh, that have been smashed into by riders and stuff like that, that they're looking to drop anybody that's got one of those businesses Mm. to get them on a much more expensive policy because they're getting killed. Right. So it's similar to fire. Right. Um, Social fire. Yeah. But there have just been so many claims that, hey, we need to charge way more for insurance than we do. Right. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll take your application and uh, wait till you hear the new rate. So I'm just saying, whether you run a business or got a home, don't make a claim at all. I guess unless the whole thing goes down. And I mean, it's like, you know, it's going to be a half million dollars. You couldn't afford it anyway. But if it's, you know, five figures or something, figure out a way to pay for it. Take out a loan. Or, or check what your new insurance is going to cost, because if you have to go to a way new higher rate, it could easily be more expensive, the new insurance for one year, than what you're paying to fix your problem. This is uh, Ed's advice is not for people who are barely scraping by. But if you're making a decent living, uh, you know, you're okay financially speaking, um, carry the highest deductible. Oh, yeah. That's might as, might as well. In your car and your house. Might as well. Especially these days. Sure. Well, you might as well, because you're not going to make a claim. Right, unless it's the kahuna. Yeah. Unless it's the big one. So where we are uh, insurance-wise in the world is you kind of have insurance for, you know, the really big one, cancer, something that's going to cost a million dollars. Yeah. Or your your car gets totaled, or your house burns to the ground, or your business burns to the ground. That's Mm -hmm. why you carry insurance. Anything under that, you're just going to foot the bill. Yeah, keep that in mind. Yeah, that's just good consumer advice. Oof. Dave freaking Ramsey over here. And again, all this is conjecture on my part, but... Nah, I think it's true. Yeah, I think it's true, too. <laughs> I think it's pretty sound conjecture. And, you know, and I thought, you know, and they're, they've been really nice people, and they're like, but why didn't you tell me? I would have just not made a claim. I would have just paid to fix Bro. it. I've been paying... I've, I've had homeowner's insurance for 25 years, whatever, same company. Yeah. I've never made a claim. Yeah. You get a letter that says you've made too many claims. <laughs> what? That's crazy. That much money. I made a claim, and you've profited hundreds of thousands of dollars off of me. So who do I get to punch? Well, that was his feeling with the business, too. I can't imagine what his business insurance is for for running a place like that. Please, multiple locations (laughs) in these times of lawlessness and, and anarchy? Anyway. Son of a... But so keep that in mind for any of you freaking morons who say when there's looting or smashing a window, they got insurance. No. They had insurance. Ignoramuses. They had insurance. It's now going to be dropped. Well, not only that. Not only that. Uh, well, we don't really have time to get into that. Trust me when I say, if a business person gets smashed up, looted, burned, whatever, the insurance will cover a tiny portion of their lost uh, lost goods, lost revenue, uh, lost labor, lost time, lost everything. It It is... It's life-saving surgery. It is not making you healthy. An insurance claim like that. Uh, lots of texts coming in. I don't think it is National Foot Job Day. Is that from Hunter oh, Biden? Oh, Lord. Anyway, Wait, our text line so is 415-295-KFTC. I disavow. Armstrong and Getty.
Health and Human Services is dropping a holiday ad campaign that would have offered Santa Claus performers along with Mrs. Claus and Elf performers early access to a vaccine in exchange for promoting the benefits to the public. Mall Santas? Yeah, because before making any important medical decisions, I want to hear what a drifter with whiskey breath has to say. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. Oh, that reminds me. We've got to find uh, when Chelsea Handler was on uh, uh, Jimmy uh, Fallon, I think it was. Yeah, Jimmy Fallon a couple of days ago. Comedian Chelsea Handler, former girlfriend of 50 Cent. I was, um, was going to read you what she said. It'd be better if we, we had the actual uh, tape, but... She uh, she said she had to remind 50 Cent that he was a black person, so he can't vote for Donald Trump. And then she goes into, he doesn't want uh, 50 Cent to be 20 cents because of higher taxes. Um, so I had to keep reminding him he's a black person. How perfect is that? Uh, yes, because I'm sure he's forgotten. Mr. Curtis Jackson III. That's 50 Cent's real name? It is, sir. Hmm. A little bonus mailbag here, partly because it just introduces a bunch of topics worth uh, talking about, and the news is so freaking. Oh, we do have that? He says he doesn't want to pay 62% of taxes, which, by the way, isn't a plan of Joe Biden's. That's, that's, that's a lie. So he doesn't want to pay 62% of taxes because he doesn't want to go from being 50 cents to 20 cents. <laughs> and, I, and I had to remind him that he was a black person, so he can't vote for Donald Trump and that he shouldn't be influencing an entire swath of people who may listen to him because he's worried about his own personal pocketbook. So wow. I haven't heard back from him yet, but I, I am willing to, you know, seal the deal in more ways than one if he changes his mind and publicly denounces Donald Trump. I might be willing to go for another spin, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, she throws in her I'm a slut calling card at the end there. You know, um, I, I almost pushed back against you when you're reading that quote thinking well she's a comedian she might have been making a joke well she's clearly not joking around there welcome to the least humorous week of all time yeah you're right you're right there's there's a there was a comedian there didn't sound like she was doing comedy there was a comedian being interviewed by another comedian talking about a rap star and and tax tax policy by the way that is the right tax policy that's not a lie no that is the proposal top marginal rate with your state taxes added in you will be at 60 percent uh, in a lot of so uh, obnoxious woke white chicks who become... know just enough to be dangerous. So you have your queen there, Chelsea Handler. Fifty cent will become twenty cent. It's pretty funny. That is. He a, was making a joke amusing. on Twitter. Yeah, I don't think people are looking to Fifty Cent for political uh, as a political compass. She's really worried that he's going to influence she, lots of people. It's the least humorous week <laughs> of all time. <laughs> on the other hand, any deal that ends with Coitus, I am at least willing to consider. Uh, let's see. Oh, you know, I, I did not scan the email as thoroughly as I usually do because I had some uh, personal stuff that I had to deal with yesterday. But um, in in looking through 150, nobody, with a caveat that maybe I didn't see it and I will look during the next break, but nobody sent us a coherent description of how Trump would, quote, unquote, try to stay in power. That doesn't exist. That is the Easter Bunny or Slender Man. Remember that craze? I happened to come across or and mention that. Clowns the at the edge of the woods. Or, yeah, killer clowns at the edge of the woods. The whole <laughs> Trump is going to stay in office thing. The minute you drill down into it, and I don't mean like a nice power drill with a new bit. I mean like a hand drill for five seconds. The second you drill down into the idea, it falls apart into hilarity. 
So we asked, all right, explain to us what that would look like if Trump, quote unquote, tried to hang on to power. And nobody did. But we did get a few uh, other contributions. What if Trump wins and refuses to stay? <laughs> I think that's actually more like that. It. I'm out of here, says David. You know, I but you just got elected. I don't want to be president. Look, uh, Trump, like a lot of politicians, he's an egoman- uh, egomaniac. And I think Trump is particularly egomaniacal. Um, I could see him winning re-election for his pride, but not wanting to put up with another four years. I think and his, say, hey, Pence, you're going to protect the legacy? Good. You can have it. I think his second term would be very mild or very uh, bipartisan, just because he, he doesn't care. He's not trying to win right. again. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Unless he goes for a third term, because he <laughs> yeah. refuses to leave. Exactly. Right, exactly. Trump refusing to leave office. Uh, Mess writes... Trump, here's how it works. Trump hijacks Air Force One and rules from the sky with his Twitter account for four years. <laughs> Ruling from the sky. <laughs> nice. Just nice. tweeting out drone strike directions. And on a similar topic, uh, but somewhat different, uh, guys, uh, what if Trump said jokingly, of course, that he was thinking about giving the Democrats their wish? If he wins the presidency, he would add three more justices to the court. Chucky and Nancy would blow out their depends. <laughs> I but it would li- be good for a few laughs. I was listening to your argument, and I agree with you. You're right. We should ex- ex- expand the Supreme Court, so we're going to. <laughs> Make that part of his inaugural address. Oh, man, that's hilarious. Yes. It's now 9-3 to three conservative. <laughs> I got more information on insurance claims, too, you want to hear. Armstrong and Getty.